From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, August 22nd. LGBTQ plus rights have been under attack nationwide in response to a rise in anti-trans and anti-drag legislation across the country. Advocates are doubling down on creating safe spaces. Eleanor Bennett with our partners at Aspen Public Radio looks at one cafe in our region where people can gather and be themselves. On a recent Wednesday night, a group of about 20 local residents sat in a circle under a large pride flag at a queers and coffee meetup at the Bluebird Cafe in Glenwood Springs. The new weekly gathering is hosted by a local nonprofit, Cook Inclusive, with support from Aspen Out. It's a chance for LGBTQ plus folks and allies to hang out and drink coffee or beer and get to know each other. And in the spirit of being inclusive, the meetup is also a chance to practice Spanish and American Sign Language with the Roaring Fork ASL group. On this particular night, participants are learning how to sign their favorite color. My favorite color is, I don't know if there's a way to say aquamarine. (laughs) Fingerspell? Okay. That's Glenwood resident Travis Dean Wilson, who's a member of the local drag performance group, the Roaring Divas. I've come to the Bluebird Cafe a lot because they have a lot of LGBT-friendly events going on, like Queers and Coffee. We have drag shows here, and Bishop is just one of the best allies you could ever ask for. I feel safe here, and a lot of people do as well. Justin Bishop took over the Bluebird Cafe a little over a year ago, and he says he takes his role as a business owner and an ally seriously. Having a safe place isn't just being able to come in and be yourself. It is a space where you know that someone is going to support you for being yourself. Bishop says being discriminated against and feeling unwelcome in certain spaces is something he has personal experience with. I do identify with the struggle Uh, Being a black kid from the South, being ridiculed or being judged on what you look like or something like that, and not really who you are or your character. Last summer, Bishop and local LGBTQ advocates hosted an after-party at Glenwood's first-ever Pride celebration. While the event was mostly a joyful one, he says it also received some backlash. I did have some people come in and yell obscene things and basically, I guess, try to scare us, but I'm the type of person that that means, all right, I need to double down. That's why my pride flag has been flying since last year. In November, residents held a vigil at the cafe for the victims of the Club Q shooting in Colorado Springs. And this spring, Bishop opened his doors to a drag story time event for kids and their parents. The Roaring Divas drag group read queer, inclusive, age-appropriate children's books in English and Spanish. Drag queen Zen Fatale says providing community to kids has always been her dream. I just love being able to be that space for younger queer people that I didn't always have. But Fatale says they also had to think about safety. There was a security guard at the door, and they had an evacuation plan for the kids and their families if something terrible were to happen. I have always said that drag is inherently political. My very existence is political and not politicized by me. 
Fatal says she's grateful to live in a state that has so far protected LGBTQ rights. But in just the last year, she and her fellow advocates have seen community members discriminate against LGBTQ folks on social media and at school and library board meetings. She says last year's pride threats at the Bluebird and the Club Q shooting are evidence that even safe spaces are at risk. It's heartbreaking. It's enraging. It's all of the emotions you can imagine. We live in a lovely bubble here, um, but we're not safe either. She says safe spaces can save lives, but she's aware that even the term can rub people the wrong way. Anything that becomes uh, overused can be weaponized. You know, ooh, you need your safe space. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not on the street where you can attack me physically. Queer people across the country are still being killed. Fatal says living under this constant threat and seeing discriminatory tweets from local politicians like U.S. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert also takes an emotional toll, especially on young people. According to the crisis support nonprofit The Trevor Project, LGBTQ youth are more than four times as likely to attempt suicide than their peers. Longtime Basalt resident Kathy Potter experienced this reality firsthand. She lost her son, Jack Rafe, to suicide in April. Jack was an incredible young man, vibrant, vivacious. He played the piano, he played the drums. And the one thing that always consistently comes up was his, his passion for fashion. And um, he came out as gay very proudly in seventh grade. Potter says her son had a lot of friends, but he also felt isolated here in the Valley and struggled with mental health challenges. I think he felt, you know, alone, being one of the only few gay kids that that were out 7th, 8th, ninth, and, you know, in 10th grade at Basalt schools. But I also think that the political climate around being gay now in the United States is a very difficult situation to navigate even as an adult, but, you know, especially as a young teenager. Potter says over 400 community members showed up to Jack's memorial service this spring, and many of them wanted to help. The outpouring of support inspired her to set up the Jack Rafe Memorial Fund with Aspen Out to help other young LGBTQ plus youth who are dealing with mental health challenges. You know, after we lost Jack, we could either let this destroy our family or we can figure out how to try to put this energy into saving other kids. And it gives my life and, and my trajectory a whole new purpose now. Potter and local advocacy groups also met with students to talk about what resources and support they'd like to see in the Valley. One of the things was to have a space mid-Valley so that kids from say parachute to Aspen can take the bus close enough to a main bus terminal where then they can walk. She says the students envisioned that the space could have art classes and also offer activities like whitewater rafting. And I just know that had that been available, especially when Jack was younger, you know, he would have definitely loved to have participated in something like that. For all the work that still needs to be done, Potter says she's glad to see more safe spaces like the Bluebird Cafe popping up and more resources becoming available. Local groups like Cook Inclusive, Aspen Out, Gay for Good, and P-Flag Roaring Fork all offer support and community events for folks of all ages. And allies like Bishop are calling on other organizations and businesses to step up and do more than just fly a pride flag in the window. Make sure you support these groups because these are the ones that are supporting the community 
And it is not just the LGBTQ plus community. This is our community. We are all in this together and let's make it a good ride. Eleanor Bennett reporting with our partners at Aspen Public Radio. If you or someone you know is in crisis, call or text 988 to reach the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. You can also go to the Trevor Project website for LGBTQ plus youth. They offer 24-7 crisis counseling via text, phone call, or online chat. Two bills making their way through Congress could throw out over 216,000 public comments on the Bureau of Land Management's new rule. As Eric Galatis with our partners at the Public News Service reports, the rule has come under fire from the fossil fuel industry for putting conservation on par with extraction on lands owned by all Americans. Madeline West with the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership says she supports the agency's plan to restore millions of acres of degraded public lands. Lands that, if improved, could be better for agriculture and grazing production, could provide higher quality habitat for species, could provide better access for recreation, including hunting and fishing. House Resolution 3977 and Senate Bill 1435, which call for the BL to stop gathering and to discard public input on its draft public lands rule could get a floor vote when Congress reconvenes after Labor Day. The American Petroleum Institute claims the new rule violates the BLM's mandate to manage public lands for multiple uses and to prioritize the nation's need for domestic minerals, including oil and gas. I'm Eric Galatis. The United States' second gentleman was in the Tetons earlier this month. Douglas Emhoff, husband of Vice President Kamala Harris, is helping announce a $44 million investment in making national parks more resilient to climate change. With our partners at KHOL, Hannah Mersbach reports some of that money will be infused in Wyoming's sagebrush habitat. Doug Emhoff walked alongside rangers in the summer sun through a sea of sagebrush. The Tetons stood tall behind him as he addressed a small crowd. All Americans love our national parks, this American included. Preserving this land matters. It matters to all of us. It matters to everyone. Part of the funding from the Inflation Reduction Act passed last year will go towards helping preserve sagebrush, which provides food and shelter for species such as grizzly bears, which eat their roots. Homesteaders removed a lot of the native shrubs in the 1800s, but now park staff are restoring them and federal funds will accelerate that work, helping the park generate more native seeds and hire more people to plant them. Restoring sagebrush helps us build healthy ecosystems which support access to water, local communities, and economies. It's critical that we protect these habitats and allow them to grow and strengthen climate resilience. The funding will also go toward restoring Grand Teton and Yellowstone whitebark pines, which help keep snow on the ground and reduce erosion, and were recently listed as threatened. Hannah Mersbach reporting with our partners at KHOL. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, August 22nd. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.